Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome, metalheads, to Heavy Metal Philosophy with John Barbas. I'm John Barbas, and today we have a very special episode. If you've listened to the past two episodes, you know that I wanted to do a new kind of show. I obviously still want to do the philosophy shows and the album reviews, but I wanted to do a show that sort of combines the two in the meantime. So, introducing a new series from Heavy Metal Philosophy... The Philosophy of, band name here. I will do The Philosophy of, various different bands in the metal genre, and I will do a deep dive on them thematically and lyrically, sonically. I'll even go into the artwork where it merits it and talk about the philosophy behind the art that we love so much. And for the first episode of this new series, there's no better band to do than Metallica, the band that started it all for me. I would never have known about Black Sabbath or Cannibal Corpse until I was introduced to Metallica by my friends. And so I thought all week, how did I want to do this? Did I want to do one episode about Metallica? Well, that didn't seem to make much sense to me since I don't want these episodes to be very long because in my opinion, there are certain eras of Metallica. There's the Ride the Lightning, Master of Puppets era. There's the Unjustice, Black Album era. There's the Load Reload era. And then there's the Saint Anger era and then the post Saint Anger era. That's a lot of content to go over. So I figured I would start with Ride the Lightning. Now, why didn't I start at the beginning with Kill Em All? Well, in my opinion, there's not really much philosophy to speak of on Kill Em All. Kill Em All is a record written by a bunch of teenagers that wanted to start a metal band. I mean, just, just look at the titles and the lyrics. You've got, you know, The Four Horsemen, Phantom Lord, Whiplash, Metal Militia, uh, Seek and Destroy, probably the only song on that album, in my opinion, that has any philosophical depth would be No Remorse, which is about a killer. Now, Ride the Lightning, I feel, is where the band really started to mature. Now, don't get me wrong, at the height of my Metallica fandom, I did enjoy Kill Em All. I liked that record. But it just from a philosopher's point of view, it's an album, the first album that they ever wrote, written by a bunch of teenagers that wanted to start a metal band. It just so happens that those teenagers were four of the most important people ever in the entirety of metal. James Hetfield, Dave Mustaine, Cliff Burton, and of course Lars. So, it may sound like I'm shitting on Kill 'Em All, 
by saying it's an album written by four teenagers wanting to start a metal band. But consider the teenagers I'm talking about. Kill Em All is a seminal record, but this is the philosophy of. And I don't think that Kill Em All is a very mature record, and I don't think that's a very controversial thing to say. Ride the Lightning, on the other hand, I feel is the beginning of the maturation of Metallica into actual musicians with actually something to say. So I chose to start with the philosophy of Metallica, part one, Ride the Lightning. So let's talk about Ride the Lightning. Ride the Lightning, the sophomore record from Metallica, following on the heels of Kill 'Em All, following the firing of Dave Mustaine and the hiring of Kirk Hammett. And this is where it sounds to me like Cliff Burton started to have his own stamp on the band and the music became more classical. It was smarter, shall we say. They still maintained that blistering speed and piercing sound that they had on Kill 'Em All, but then they added actual musicality to the record. Now the record opens with Fight Fire with Fire, and I think that this was the perfect opening for this record because their fans were probably expecting something like Kill 'Em All, and it would have it would have been a bad signal to start the record with Fade to Black. But Fight Fire with Fire is the closest sounding thing to Kill 'Em All. It's almost a death metal song. It's about worldwide nuclear warfare. But this week, going back and listening to Ride the Lightning, I noticed something that I never noticed before in the past when I was a teenager listening to Metallica. All of these songs on Ride the Lightning have very catchy vocal deliveries. Now it's not remembered for that, because it's one of the most important albums in thrash metal. And because at that point in time, James hadn't really figured out how to sing well yet. He hadn't really found his voice. The production quality on this album's not the best. So this, this album's not really known for its vocals. But if you go back and you listen to the melody, and if you sort of grade it on a curve, and listen to the melody, not so much about the quality of James's voice, Every one of these songs is very catchy. And there's far more guitar harmonies than in Kill 'Em All. And this is evident in Fight Fire with Fire. And it made me think about the history of Metallica. You know, everybody knows that when they started out, they wanted to be like those new wave of British heavy metal bands like Diamond Head. And everybody knows that they got their speed from their punk influences and from being heavily influenced by Motorhead. But I don't think what's talked about enough, and it's really evident to me as an older person going back and listening to Ride the Lightning, that there's a lot of influences from just straight up rock and roll bands like Thin Lizzy, like UFO. And a lot of those harmonies and a lot of these vocal deliveries really remind me of those bands. It's, it's like a thing clicked. I mean, you know, all these years I've listened to Ride the Lightning hundreds of thousands of times probably over the course of my life. But it's always been early thrash metal in my mind. 
But then it's been years since I actually listened to the album beginning to end. You know, I've spent most of my focus over the past many years trying to discover new bands, not trying to go back to the older music, trying to keep fresh and current and to go back and listen to an album all the way through. I mean, with older ears, it was a new experience. I highly recommend it. So yeah, fight fire with fire. Really, philosophically, not a lot to say here, but it's about worldwide nuclear war, which is already a more mature subject matter than kill them all. I'm, you know, metal militia. Okay, cool. It, the, the songs were really just vehicles for them to riff really fast and bring forth this new genre of music that they unwittingly helped pioneer. So the next song is the title track off the album, Ride the Lightning. Ride the Lightning is about the death penalty. And I think that the opening lyrics really encapsulate the song. Guilty as charged, but damn it, it ain't right. So here we have their first ever probably wouldn't be considered this, but they're really, if you truly think about it, their first ever political stance against the death penalty. Guilty as charged, but damn it, it ain't right. And then the song is sung, or the lyrics are written, however you want to put it, from the point of view of the person in the electric chair about to die. And the feelings that that person has knowing that they're about to die and the suffering that that person goes through during the process of being executed. Now, in prior analysis of Metallica's earlier work, would you have thought of Ride the Lightning as the maturation of Metallica? But then just contrast what I just said, a song against the death penalty from the point of view of somebody being executed Contrast that to their previous album, Kill Em All. This is a pretty mature song. And it's a giant leap forward for the band, lyrically, thematically. And also, the music matches the feeling. So even sonically, it's a maturation for the band. Then the next song, now this is just right up my alley. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see that I'm sitting in my study on the other side of the room, the other walls covered in books too, for whom the bell tolls was inspired by Ernest Hemingway's book of the same title. This was about the Spanish war. And this song in particular is about a particular scene in that book where some men put up a defensive position on the hill and they're killed by an aerial strike. Let's look at some of the lyrics for For Whom the Bell Tolls. Shouting gun, on they run through the endless gray. On they fight for the right. Yes, but who's to say? For a hill, men would kill. Why? They do not know. These are soldiers. They're just doing their job. Perhaps they believe in the cause. Perhaps they don't. Who's right in this war? Who knows? But what are you going to do? Are you going to wax poetic on the battlefield and have an existential crisis? No, 
you better fight your ass off or you're going to die. Which unfortunately, these men did. And for what? So not only is For Whom the Bell Tolls, inspired by and written from Ernest Hemingway, one of the titans of literature, but here we have the first in many anti-war songs over the career of Metallica. There will be many more anti-war songs to come from Metallica. Then as if that isn't heavy enough, subject matter-wise, not just the riffs, no pun intended, the next song is Fade to Black. Now at the time, this was a bit controversial because this is almost a power ballad. These guys are supposed to be thrash metal, the dudes from Kill Em All, the guys that don't play slow at all and not only do they play a little bit slow on this song but there's clean passages and it's about suicide which also started a bunch of controversy that could be a whole other episode about some poor poor teenagers but we'll set that to the side because we need to stay on topic fade to black the first of many change of pace songs is what I like to call them on throughout Metallica's career. Every album has what I like to call a change of pace because you can't just speed pick the low E string the entire album and expect the listener to stay engaged. There need to be peaks and valleys for the album to be dynamic and engaging. That was, if you go back and listen to my Cannibal Corpse review, that was my only complaint for the titanic Cannibal Corpse record this year, Violence Unimagined. My only complaint was that there was no change of pace song on this album like there was on previous albums. I don't need a power ballad. I don't need a love song. I don't need some classical interlude. It can still be heavy. It can still be distorted. It just needs to change the pace slightly to give the record some sort of dynamics. And that's what this song does, Fade to Black. And that also, as we mentioned, it's a song about suicide, about hopelessness and helplessness. And despite the drastic about face that Metallica did with this song and the controversy occurred amongst the fans, in my opinion, this isn't a power ballad because there's really no chorus to speak of. There's a verse, and then what you might think is a chorus and another verse, but then there's no next chorus. It's a complete change in the song that goes to a heavy outro. So where's the chorus there? What would you consider the chorus? There's no part that repeats other than the two verses. That's progressive. That's progressive metal. Coming from these thrash boys, fresh off the heels of Kill Em All. Fade to Black, very much a big step up in maturity and musicianship for Metallica. You know, we take these things for granted 30 years later listening to this, but put yourself in the times as a young person listening to this album for the first time. It was groundbreaking. You couldn't believe that they were doing this. Now, the next song is Trapped Under Ice, and to me, it's kind of like the songs on Kill 'Em All. They came up with a great riff, 
uh, we got to put some lyrics on this thing. And they talk about somebody being trapped under ice. And it's pretty metal, you know. It, it would be brutal to die that way. But I really don't have much philosophy to add to this song. It's it's a song. The, the riffs are awesome. The, the vocal delivery are catchy. But it's not as heavy subject matter wise as the previous songs we mentioned. It's not as mature, I'd say. You know, I could probably do some mental gymnastics and say it's a metaphor for feeling trapped. Okay, but there's already a song like that on this album. So let's go to that next. The next song is Escape, which is one of the catchiest songs on the album. I mean, it's almost got pop levels of catchiness to it. But back in the 80s, we never thought like that because it was sung over one of the all-time thrash metal riffs. And in this vast catalog of hits, not just radio, but amongst metal fans, hits in Metallica's catalog, Escape gets forgotten about. But go back and listen to Escape. That is a supremely catchy song. Again, it suffers from the poor production value and the fact that James hadn't quite found his voice yet. He hadn't quite got that um, classic, that iconic Hetfield growl yet. But these lyrics are all about feeling trapped in society and wanting to break free and not wanting to conform and wanting to live your own way despite what other people think and whatever constraints there are. So let's read the lyrics from the chorus out for my own out to be free one with my mind they just can't see no need to hear the things that they say life's for my own to live my own way and then at the end of the song with the guitar outro this is this last line life for my own to live my own way is repeated over and over and over in unison with the guitar harmonies behind the main riff. Excellent, excellent song craft and a way to drive home at the end. Then the last song on the album with lyrics, two more songs to go, is Creeping Death, which is written from the point of view of the angel of death during the plagues of Egypt when Moses delivered the message from God to the Pharaoh to set the Hebrew people free. And the Pharaoh was obstinate and didn't do it. So God sent down the plagues. And the song is written from the point of view of the angel of death. Biblical. <laughs> I mean, what more is there to say? It's one of my favorite Metallica songs of all time. And it's the only song of theirs that I want to see live that I haven't seen. I've seen Metallica numerous times now and they've not played Creeping Death at any of those shows. And I just need, I need that. Next time these guys are around and I see you, I need you to play Creeping Death. I want to be in an arena surrounded by thousands of people chanting, die. It's one of my favorite riffs, one of my favorite breakdowns, one of my favorite bridges, one of my favorite gang vocal passages from early thrash metal, bar none, Creeping Death. 
I love that song. And again, it's about biblical plagues, which, given the current situation, takes on a whole new meaning, doesn't it? So then we end with another literary inspiration, The, the Call of Cthulhu, which was inspired by H.P. Lovecraft and his metalheads, we all love us some Cthulhu. Bring on the tentacle monsters. Bring on the interdimensional existential dread. So I was surprised going back and listening to this. And again, I was putting it in context that Ride the Lightning followed Kill Em All. I wasn't really, I was too young during the release of Ride the Lightning. I discovered it much later in life. But I really wonder what it would have been like when you've been following these guys since Kill Em All. You know, this young upstart band sounds like nobody else. It's them. It's Slayer. You know, Testament. Megadeth. Was Megadeth a thing at Ride the Lightning? Probably not. They probably hadn't released their first record yet. But that first wave of thrash metal, this new, speedy, supremely heavy offshoot of metal that just took it to the next level and these are your guys metallica kill them all and never thought about how catchy all of these vocal deliveries are throughout this album i have of course thought about all of the classical style guitar parts throughout that were no doubt um, brought about from the musical expertise of cliff burton which really left a, a lasting stamp on that band forever. But I just have a whole new appreciation for Riding the Lightning now. So, going forward, I don't know yet what the next philosophy of, insert band name here, is going to be. This is part one of Metallica, but I don't want every week to be about Metallica. So, next week, probably won't do one of these. So, we've got a couple of weeks. Give me a suggestion. What band or album would you like me to do next? I would love to do Behemoth, Opeth. I really don't know that I could do one on Cannibal Corpse. Not really a philosophical band. Perhaps the latest album, Violence Unimagined, because it is definitely a song that has the fact that they wrote it during the plague, the coronavirus. It definitely has that all over it, lyrically. So perhaps Violence Unimagined, I could do a philosophical uh, review of the album but really the back catalog probably not so much but there's plenty of other bands you know uh, Black Sabbath Mastodon Gojira is for sure a heavily philosophical band so tell me what you think put it in the comments my social media links are below please follow all you have to do is search for heavy metal philosophy on Twitter Instagram Facebook you can send me an email at heavy metal philosophy let me say that again. You can send me an email at heavymetalphilosophy at gmail.com. I want to hear from you. Which bands, albums, books, fuck it, video games, movies, do you want me to do a breakdown on? Because this is just surface level. The, the sophomore album of Ride the Lightning, it gets much deeper with Master of Puppets and Injustice for All. It gets less philosophical with the Black Album. But then there's Load and Reload. And then, of course, there's other bands that just are far more, you know, not to shit on Metallica, but just clever. Like, they just, they want to be more cerebral. It's a choice. So, 
If you want more of these, let me know. Please hit that follow or subscribe button, depending on which service you're using to hear this. Good reviews, like, all that good stuff. But more importantly, read philosophy, listen to metal. I love you. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.